Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona Tehillim and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, episode 129. The following is the recitation of Psalm 118, aka Perek or Mizmor Kuf Yod Chet. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Psalm 118 Hodu Ladonai Ki Tov Ki Leolam Chasto Yomar Na Yisrael Ki Leolam Chasto Yomru Na Beit Aharon Ki Leolam Hasto Yomru na Yure Adonai Ki Leolam Hasto Min Hametsar Karati Ya Anani Vamerchav Ya Adonai Li Lo ira ma yaasa li adam adonai li be oz rai vaani er a ve sonai tov lachasot badonai Nib toach ba'adam. Tov lachasot ba'donai. Nib toach bin nidivim. Kol goyim sevabuni b'shem Adonai ki Amilam Sabuni Gam Sevabuni Beshem Adonai Ki Amilam Sabuni Hidvorim Doahu Keesh Kotsim Beshem Adonai ki amilam Daho dechitani lin pol Vadonai azarani Azi vizimrat ya Baihi li lishua Kol Rina Bishua Bahale Sadikim Yemin Adonai Osa Chayil Yemin Adonai Romema Yemin Adonai Osa 
Khail Lo Amut Ki Echya Va Asaper Maase Ya Yasor Yisrani Ya Vilamavet Lo Nitanani Pitruli Sha'are Tzedek Avo Vam Ode Ya Ze Hasha'ar Ladonai Sadikim Yavo Bo Odcha Ki Anitani Batihi Li Lishua Evan Masu Habonim Hayata Lerosh Pina Me'et Adonai Hayata Zot He Niflat Be'enenu Zehayom Asa Adonai Nagila Benismecha Vo Ana Adonai Hoshia Na Ana Adonai Hatslicha Na Baruch Haba Beshem Adonai Berach Nuchem Mibet Adonai El Adonai Vayar Lanu Isru Chag Baavotim Ad Karnot Hamizbeach Eli Ata Veodecha Elohai Aro Memecha Hodu Ladonai Ki Tov Ki Leolam Chasto Psalm 118 is the last Mizmor in the Halal HaMitzri chapters that started consecutively from Psalm 113. The primary structure appears to be a back and forth of giving gratitude to Hashem, then a strong request from Hashem to save us, and then again giving gratitude to Hashem. There are four main theories of who composed this psalm. Radak holds two possible ideas. One, that it is referring to the times of Mashiach, and Pasuk 22 that speaks of Evan Masu Habonim Haitala Roshpina, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, is referring to the nation of Israel that was rejected and enemies always surrounding it, and in the future will rise up to be the stone that was necessary for the building of the unification of the nations with Hashem, etc. 
Radak's other opinion is that the psalm was said by David HaMelech, composed when he was being anointed as king, reviewing all the enemies that surrounded him, chasing and trying to kill him, but now thanking Hashem for making him king. And that same Pasuk 22 was referring to himself as the rejected son that was chosen as king. Okay, I'm going to need to go on a tangent just to explain that with this story that Rashi goes into because I think it is a key in general in better understanding David and it helps us understand some of the verses in this Mizmor. Yishai, David's father, was concerned that maybe his ancestor Ruth's conversion was not kosher since she was from Moab and there was a rule that you can't marry men from Moab. But he questioned if you could maybe also not marry women and perhaps the marriage of Boab to Ruth, a Moabi woman, was somehow not legitimate, making him, not Yishai, not actually Jewish. So, to be safe, he separated, not divorced, Nitzavet, his wife, so as not to be intimate with a Jewish woman if he was not truly Jewish. A few years later, he wanted to have children, and so he married a Canaanite slave who saw how much Nitzavet wanted to have more children with Yishai. And she secretly let her take her place on the wedding night without Yishai's knowledge. When Nitzavet started to show, Yishai assumed it was an illegitimate pregnancy and kept her and what he thought was a bastard child away from the rest of the family and relegated David to be a lowly shepherd. Nitzavet ensured that David knew that he was in fact legitimate and desired. But eventually, in any case, Shmuel the prophet came looking for the chosen king of Israel and went through all of Yishai's seven sons, but none of them were the chosen one. And when he asked if Yishai had any more sons, Yishai said, well, there's that small one with the sheep. Then it is understood that there was a conversation that included the phrases in Pesukim 25 to 28 said on behalf of the brothers to David being chosen. And now you can better understand Pesach 22, where the rejected stone, a.k.a. son, ended up being the keystone, a.k.a. chosen king of Israel. Okay, so then we have the Rashbam who holds that this Mizmor is about a group of people who are simply going to bring a carbon to Hashem. So Pitruli Sharei Tzedek is them singing to open up the gates so that they can do this service and bring a sacrifice of thanks over to the, the over for, like for the good in their lives to Hashem. And the back and forth greeting with the Kohanim that occurs when bringing and binding the Korban is some of the Psukim said in the, in the Mizmor. The fourth perspective is the Malbim's opinion, who believes that this psalm was created by Chizkiyahu, the king of Yehuda, who lived at the time when the ten Shvatim were sent into exile when the holy temple was destroyed. Chizkiyahu had been very sick, and all of Hallel could be him giving gratitude for his recovery, but it could also be related to when Sancheriv, the Assyrian king, came to attack Yerushalayim. And all of the nation of Israel were saved at that point. And Hashem in Pesach, hey, min karatika anani in my distress, I called out to you and you expanded my view, basically is how he, you can nicely interpret that, is referring to when Hashem saved them from their distress as a nation. Now the Malim takes an even further step 
with a more unique position that I think is worth understanding. He says here, and explains further in Yeshayahu as well, that when the Jewish people were talking about Pesach and started to sing the songs of the holiday of Pesach, at that moment when the Jews were singing, that is the moment Hashem decides to go and wage war against the Assyrians, that, that king Sanherev, and to ultimately defeat them and protect the Jewish people. So when the Jewish people were bringing the Karban Pesach and they did it with a joyousness and instruments, etc., at the happiness of the opportunity to perform the mitzvah of beginning the sacrifice, of bringing the, the sacrifice to the Beit HaMikdash, that is when Hashem wages war against Ashur. That is what brought the sound of redemption. So in other words, most opinions gave over this idea that Halal is Thanksgiving after the fact. We were surrounded by enemies and Hashem saved us, so we're thanking him with all these prakim of Tehillim. The Malbim is adding this chiddush that, no, it's the singing of the nation of Israel that caused Hashem to bring the redemption. And then Chizkiyahu added in Pasuk 24, Remembering this day, that Hashem saved us and we rejoice further to ensure that this connection and kindness can be, can perpetuate. So at first it's kind of like, cool, we have a hand in influencing Hashem, helping us defeat our enemies. But it also feels like Hashem is almost accepting a bribe or, or we somehow have the ability to change Hashem's mind, which brings all kinds of other questions like he was happy we were praising and serving him. And so he decided to fight for us then. I don't know, just kind of feels uncomfortable or selfish or something off. So Rabbi Zakon's speech from the pulpit in my shul this Shabbos helped, me, helped elucidate this point for me. He said that this week's Parsha has the Pasuk, That Hashem raises his face to you and gives you peace. Rabbi Zekan pointed out that the phrase Yisap Hanav elsewhere in Tanakh usually indicates that you are accepting a bribe. So why is it okay that Hashem is accepting a bribe? I was really excited with this topic that he brought up because I was struggling with this idea in our psalm here. So he went on to explain that there are Jews, for example, who will say grace after meals, benching, even if they aren't necessarily satiated which is what creates the obligation to bench in the first place. And why do they do that? Why do they bench if they aren't actually full? Simply because they are so appreciative that they have a relationship with Hashem. There's a connection there. And that they were actually able to receive any food at all from Him. In other words, they accepted what, for our purposes, you can understand as a bribe of little sustenance and even appreciated it because they were just so grateful to feel that connection with Hashem. I'll explain further with a recent example. My girls were insistent on having a lemonade stand in Texas, heat of the day, this past week. At first, crickets. <laughs> but then, slowly, they started to get customers, and beyond that, even donations. One woman drove by, stopped, backed up, turned around, and gave them a $20 bill without accepting any drink. You have to wonder what causes someone to stop and give so generously. Sure, my girls, Baruch Hashem, are cute, but I would venture to say that 
it was the connection that the woman had to maybe the young entrepreneurial spirit in my girls. Perhaps she wished someone did that for her or whatever the case. Hashem, then similarly, according to the Malbim, naturally felt that connection built up in him when he saw the overtures and the effort that the nation of Israel were putting forward to perform his commandments, despite the imminent hardships and threats coming their way. My girls were not only ecstatic, but inspired to pay it forward. My eldest insisted in our next car ride that if we came across an iced tea stand, we had to give a donation, if nothing else, because, to quote her, good inspires good, which helps understand the last Pasuk even more, Hodu la Hashem ki tov, ki leolam chasto, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Truly, his kindness is forever. If we keep up the good on our end, then we can help perpetuate the cycle and connection and relationship of good in the world forever. May we be able to perpetuate cycles of good and inspire good in others and in Hashem. The learning and recitation for this week's episode is in honor of Halal ben Amichai and the memory of all other terror victims. Halal's father just won a silver medal in a national wine contest with wine he made in honor, in memory of his daughter, Alash Alav HaShalom. And my girls and I have been learning towards the Bat Mitzvah with the book created in her memory as well. I thought it fitting to dedicate the last Mizmor of Halal to Halal. May her memory continue to be a blessing and continue to bring good things into the world. Also, the recitation and learning is in honor of our 13th wedding anniversary today. May my husband and I continue to bring good into each other's lives and always be able to feel and see that good in good health. If there is an episode that you would like to sponsor, or if you have any questions, please email me at nurseNisa1 n-u-r-s-e-n-i-s-a the number one at gmail.com also don't forget to join the facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes please subscribe and share thank you for joining